to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh hey, hey, if you are obedient you are calling the bible alaba shake bredo sokono hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 i feel the anointing to teach this thing
authority of wisdom. For example, the Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter number 1, I think, verse 30, that Christ has become unto us wisdom. That word wisdom is the word Sophia. And the word Sophia... And the word Sophia means... <laughs> and the word Sophia means um, theoretical wisdom. Everybody say theoretical wisdom. Theoretical wisdom. Now, since we all have received Christ, we have that theoretical wisdom. It's dwelling on the inside of us, but whether we have activated it or to what extent we have activated it differs from person to person and from revelation to revelation. And I'll get into the detail of that when the Lord allows us. The second, the, the second dimension of wisdom is called synesis. Everybody says synesis. So synesis is what we call critical wisdom, and I'm going to get to this. And then the last part is called phronesis. Everybody say phronesis. Phronesis is what is known as practical wisdom. Okay? So, practical wisdom. So now I'm going to major on synesis because synesis is the word that can also be used to mean understanding. So when I'm talking about understanding divine provision, I'm talking about the synesis of divine wisdom. Of, of divine provision, rather. So when I'm talking about understanding divine provision, it means I want you to have a synesis. I want you to have an understanding. Now, uh, what does synesis really mean? Okay. As I told you, it finds itself in the second, uh, it finds itself in the second dimension of wisdom that's called synesis. So in wisdom, there's what we call uh, Sophia in the synesis, then there's phronesis. Okay. Now, synesis itself, which means understanding, it may also be insight, it may also be intelligence or IQ. I'm just going to get into it and I'm going to show you a few scriptures that talk about it. Uh, it means, directly from the Greek, it means the mentally putting together. It, it, it means the activity of the mind. It means the activity of the mind. It means mentally putting together. It stands for intelligence, IQ. It stands for the intellect of an individual. Now I'm going to give you uh, a definition. That will be a working definition. So you have to follow me very closely because you have to follow me. So it means the ability to quickly know. So I'm going to read it and I'm going to ask you to write it down, okay? So it means, so I just want you to listen to me firstly. It means the ability to quickly know or grasp the meaning of concepts and things, to correctly recognize them and see their differences and relationships together with how they can and cannot apply. This is the state just before acting. So I'm, 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 I'm defining it not as a general concept, synesis, which just means understanding, but if it's going to be a wisdom, then it has to have a perfection to it. That's why I'm using perfection tenses. Okay, so I'm gonna read it again, then I'll read it for you to write down. I'll read it for you to understand, then I'll read it for you to write down. So what I'm saying is, uh, it means the ability to quickly know or grasp the meaning of concepts and things, concepts and things, to correctly recognize them and see their differences and relationships together with how they can and cannot apply. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask for you to write down. So we're just, we're talking about very high IQ and intelligence. It's a kind of wisdom where you're able to recognize concepts. What is salvation? What is sanctification? And you are able to distinguish what righteousness is from holiness. 
But generally, also in a general term, it means when you are beginning to teach someone, when you're talking about if someone has got a very high IQ or they've got very high students in mathematics, for example, it means the moment they walk out, they are like some very some geniuses who start seeing calculus in the way that the cars are moving, they, begin, they can begin calculating projectiles, they can begin looking at velocities and all that kind of stuff. The way that Albert Einstein would look at a train moving and would start calculating relativity and all that kind of stuff. So, um, <clears throat> it, it just means an intelligence, but you can have that intelligence in the gospel. And I'll get to that. So, it means, you can now write it down, so, synesis means the ability to quickly know or grasp the ability to quickly know or grasp the meaning of concepts, the meaning of concepts and things. Semicolon to correctly recognize them, to correctly recognize them and see their differences and relationships, comma, together with how they can. And cannot apply. This is the stage just before acting. So that part is also important. Now imagine if a person has got accuracy of understanding of concepts and things and understands how they relate, what they mean, just before they act. It makes their actions different. Alright, so for example, the Bible says in, in Ephesians chapter number 3, uh, verse 1, the Bible says, For this reason, I call the prisoner of Christ Jesus for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which was given to me for you. I like this part. It says, If you if if if, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of grace of God. If indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which was given to me for you, this hit me hard because it means there are certain things that God gives you for other people. You can imagine a whole message was delivered to Paul for the sake of the Gentiles, not just for him or not for him. And every person, that's what the Spirit of God was communicating to me last night, every person has got that one thing that God has placed in them for other people. And getting to understanding, when you get to understand this and recognize it, it means you have escaped selfishness. Because sometimes you think everything that you receive is ours. Especially you've grown up in a place where it's been abusive, they don't give you enough, so you feel like you've made it for yourself. But listen, all of you need to realize that there's a place you reach in life where God begins to give you certain things for other people, not just for you. And this applies for every person. There's no person who's deprived of things for others. So God has given you something for others. Someone say, I have it. <laughs> so you better begin sharing it. Alright. And then he goes on to say, How that by revelation he made known to me the mystery 
as I have briefly written already. So he's talking about the mystery of Christ. Christ is a, a mystery. When you read his argument in the book of Festival, in chapter number 3, verse 16, he says, Great is the mystery of godliness, that God was made manifest in the flesh, was justified in the spirit, seen of angels, and was received up in glory. It says, it's a mystery. Because even angels, some angels were seeing God for the first time, face to face, the way they saw him. Did you know that? So, it's a mystery. And that God can do in the hearts of men. That the tabernacle of God can be inside a person. It's a mystery. That needs to be explained. That Christ can be formed. Galatians 4.19, that Christ can be formed in a human being. Uh, Ephesians chapter number 4, that an, an individual can grow to the full stature of becoming like Christ. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. And it requires a lot of writing. There are certain things that Paul began to discuss that were very new. For example, how did Paul know that if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation? How did Paul know that all things have passed away? The person has no past. Behold, all things are new. It means he only received that by divine revelation. So there's a way that Paul understood the gospel that we are all preaching on right now. It sounds easy because it's been overthought. But you can imagine for the first time after Jesus Christ dies, then this guy begins to explain to you that when Jesus Christ died, he actually went to hell. How did he know that? And how did he connect the dots from the Old Testament when he was beginning to quote uh, parts of Isaiah, when he was beginning to quote Ezekiel? How did he connect those things? And how did he make interpretive sense to mean this was talking about Christ Jesus, how that you died, how that you Direct, how that he would be rejected by his own brothers and sisters. How did he know? Mentally putting together. So what he's saying is this. He's saying, by which, he's talking about the mystery of Christ. It's a mystery, that's why you had to decode it in all those books. So he says, by which when you read, you may understand my knowledge the mystery of Christ. Now that word knowledge, because knowledge has got a number of meanings in the Greek, but they interpreted, they translated it wrongly. Because the word that is used knowledge is neither a door, nor a hypnosis, nor gnosis, um, nor any of those words. It is sunesis. So it says, when you read what I have written, you will be exposed to my sunesis in the gospel. So every time that we are reading the New Testament and the Pauline epistles, we are being exposed to Paul's intelligence in the gospel. That means there was an intelligence that Paul had in the gospel to be able to explain the gospel the way he did. How did Paul know all those things that he knew? How did Paul know that Christ became poor on the cross so that in his poverty we may become rich? Where did he get that information? <coughs> How were those people, when the Peter, able to write all those things that they wrote? Stunesis. That, that high IQ in understanding spiritual things. Say, I'm walking in Stunesis. I am walking in Stunesis. So that's understanding. It means you are detailed in the way you recognize concepts. Some people are only smart in computers. Some people are about Stunesis in medicine. But we are talking about Stunesis in understanding God. That means you can listen to a person talking. Look, when you are a genius, you can listen to an ignorant person talking. It's not out of pride. 
when you have studied medicine and someone is saying, oh, you can just go and do, uh, uh, you, you, you can do what you call cutting people. <laughs> you can do incisions using any knife, even if you do not uh, disinfect it, you can just cut it between. You can tell this person is, look, <clears throat> look, when your sunesis in an area begins to increase and expand, you will know that it's sometimes stupidity for people to be saying, don't judge me when they do something to you. Because you can recognize concepts and you can know this person is just being foolish. This person is just being sinful. Please, don't, don't tell us not to judge you. Why, why is that scripture the same one? But when you have grown an intelligence in the gospel, you can know that the scripture that the person is misquoting, you can know why they are misquoting it, and you know the exact kind of help that they need. Child, mm -hmm. I receive higher sinesis. I receive higher sinesis. So, the Amplified Classic puts it better because it says, when you read this, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ. So that's insight. The other word for sinesis is insight. Insight. If someone is giving you an insight into something, it means they are giving you an in-depth understanding into that particular thing. So Paul was basically saying, when you read the gospel, you will have my in-depth understanding, my in-depth insight into what exactly happened and what exactly means what. And see, you are receiving that synthesis in the gospel as I'm preaching. Exactitude of knowledge. Exactitude of the understanding of concepts, dividing them, rightly dividing them and applying them, knowing what is wrongly applied and what is rightly applied. You know, and then God can give you that kind of synthesis in your business. Amen. That means you can understand the trends and exactly what you want to do. That means you can understand which is your audience to go to. That means you can understand which what is the right time to do what? Mm. Somebody shouts to Nessus. I want you to look at the book of Luke, chapter number 2, verse 47. And when you read the book of Luke, chapter number 2, verse 47, when you read it from the Amplified Classic, I'm going to begin with it because it says something interesting. The Bible reads, uh, listen to this, it says, And all who heard him were astonished and overwhelmed and bewildered, at his sunesis and replies. Now, listen to this. This is talking about the Lord Jesus Christ when he was 12 years old and he went to the temple and he was talking to the Pharisees and the teachers of the law and they were asking him questions and he was answering them. He was answering like an adult. That's why they were astonished and bewildered and confused and amazed at his intelligence. When you see intelligence, even if you are a fool, you know it. You know this is beyond my need. You can know. Sometimes you can be watching TEDx or sometimes you can be watching uh, uh, the spelling bee or something and you can just know when something is beyond you you can tell that this intelligence is beyond you so even the people who are watching as Jesus Christ was quoting the law and the prophets and discussing serious issues when he was 12 years old they called the doctors of the law they called the Pharisees I'm sure I'm sure, I'm sure Nicodemus had just joined by then and he was just surprised at how he was just from studying all this Greek and Hebrew lexicon but there's this young boy who's only 12 years old who was going to explain to him things that he didn't understand. Jesus was just like, I'll meet you sometime later in John 3, you know. So, the Bible actually says, and, and the Amplified Classic, it says, and all who heard, oh! That means there were no critics. The Bible says, they could not respond 
with, they could not argue or they could not resist the wisdom with which Stephen spoke. This is the kind of wisdom that shuts down people who want to refute Because it's too evidence-based. So someone cannot speak against When they try, they will just look like a cutter for the wrong side. And you know how sometimes cutters look stupid? Like you don't have to argue with them. You can just tell them you're having a normal meeting. They come and interrupt. You don't have to ask why you're doing it. <laughs> you just walk up. You see, you see what I mean? I've not said cutters hold, but so don't attack me. I'm just saying cutters Okay, so here's what it says. It says and all who heard him were astonished and overwhelmed and bewildered with bewildered wonder at his intelligence and understanding at his stunesis. And God wants you to grow in stunesis then. Not just stunesis in what you have studied. Look, even in what you have studied, we'll look at Solomon later and we'll look at the words from the Greek. But you can have insight in public health, insight in law, insight in demography, insight in computers. It's that thing which made Daniel ten times better than his friends. That, that thing. It grows the way you understand things when you just look, you know you, you, if you are that friend of yours who will just look at the mathematical equation and tell you what the answer is going to be without finishing the two pages that you would normally finish. <laughs> Why? Because there is a paper, a calculator, and a black pen in his mind. He doesn't need to remove it. It's necessary. That's what it does. It sets you apart. I had such friends. I had a certain senior in the place where I used to practice uh, at the law firm I worked. This guy, everyone used to go to him. <laughs> and then it's not, he was specialized in litigation, but you go to him for conversing, you go to him for this form, and he would give you a very good idea. Even if he doesn't know, the idea he would give you would be the right one. So he finished school five years ago, and we did a course uh, called land law and property. So you go to him and he'll tell you, go read, there's a very big book, it should be maybe between 800, 500 and 1,000 pages. And you tell him, I will tell him, ah, there's this case, I don't understand it. Then you tell him, he finished, he passed third year, maybe let's say six or five years ago. Then you tell him, uh, you read that book, he tells you that book, and he tells you, check page 835. And you go and you find the thing on that page. Why? Because he, he had synesis of the stuff that he studied. And what we need in the faith today are believers who just don't have synesis in the gospel, but they also have synesis in their areas of expertise. I don't know what you, what, what you are doing. It could be accounts, but God wants you to have synesis. The Bible says God gave Solomon this thing called synesis. And Solomon understood plants. Solomon understood the universe. Solomon understood architecture. Solomon understood medicine. There are some things that Solomon understood. That when you read the Bible, you'll be amazed. Solomon understood economics. See? Why? Because God gave him a supernatural understanding. And look, because we have the Spirit of God in us, the Bible says, Christ has become unto us wisdom. That is the fullness of the truth. You see, scientists say that the 
we use about 5% of the brain. That means there are some parts of the brain which have not yet been activated. But even though those parts of the brain have not been activated, it does not mean we don't have them. So let me give you an example. When I begin playing the guitar, and you are to observe my brain activity under that machine, you'll be seeing a certain part of the brain being active and consuming much more oxygen than other parts of the brain, because it's very active. Why? Because I have trained it and I have activated it. So it's functional. It communicates with my neurons into my muscle memories and I can remember the codes and all that kind of stuff. But you don't have that part. We may have the same brain, but you don't have that part. When they, when, they, when, they, when they show us under that scan, that part for me will be active. That part will be there for you, but for you it will be dormant. Mm. Why? Because you have not activated it. So that means it's the same thing with the presence of the Christ and the Holy Spirit in us. There are some parts of the Spirit and of the Christ that we have, we have received of His fullness, the Bible says. But how much of that have we activated? So there are some people who only believe God for miracle signs and wonders. And there are some people who only believe God for wisdom. There are people who believe that Christ can only work for me for salvation. Other people believe for both salvation and the miraculous. So that, that's why the Bible says, if a person, for example, decides to only eat vegetables, his faith is weak. The one who eats also meat, his faith is strong. That means the person who eats meat has activated a certain level of Christ. That is in the other person who can't eat, except the person who can't eat has not activated it. That doesn't mean it's not in him. So in the same way, God can give us increasing synesis. Now, what we have all received is the brain. Who is Christ? The fullness thereof that's Sophia is theoretical. And the reach, the extent to which we can exercise the Christ in us is unlimited. Paul said, I can do all things. He said all things. But how much of all things have you experienced? See? So, Sophia is theoretical wisdom, which means we have received the fullness of the wisdom of God in us. And the more you use to it, the more you begin seeing it, the more you read the Bible. And in moments like this, when I'm communicating these divine mysteries of God, it means you are activating that understanding part of you and it's growing. That is exactly what happened. You tell me when you go back to your school, after you listen to this message, you'll be comfortable just having it alone. So necessary. with the Holy Spirit, you can make you understand all things in your chest. You'll be comfortable. You will not become free. When I began learning some of these things, I refused to just preach <laughs> some standard sermons. They had to come out as things that are well understood. You see the way I'm preaching to you? I'm not trying to lift myself. I'm just telling you, it means there is an understanding I have. How did I know the things I know? Synesis. You see, from now on, when you design a website, mm -hmm. when you work on an argument in court, mm -hmm. when you create something online, when you do your math, when you do... You see, when Sunesis is working in you, oh, that's not what everyone wants to talk about, but we talk about that kind of stuff. Hey, someone said it's working in me! It's working in me! And they are believers, so it's 
working in us by confessing that it's working in me. Mm -hmm. That gives an advantage. You don't have to wait to crumb. Can begin working in you by confessing it. The wisdom of God is working in me. Amen. That astounding, shocking, amazing wisdom. It's working in me. You won't sit down and say, I was from the opposition, never did in me. You realize, wait, it's easy in the name of Jesus. I have senses, I'm exposed. And every time, every time you stand in front and you are preaching to people, you are exposing them to your senses. If their senses are so lower, they'll be saying, ah, you're powerful. <laughs> yeah, this is why sometimes, you know, especially people who are artists, sometimes I listen to you and everybody's snapping their fingers and I'm just thinking, wow. For example, I don't know a laptop exists. 
How can I understand its functions? So the kind of things you know will determine your understanding of those things. So when you see a person has got amazing understanding, it means in the first place they know things. Amen. 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 Yeah, that's very important. So when we talk about understanding divine provision, I was trying to lay a foundation and an argument for the extent of the understanding I want to put in your spirit. I want you to have intelligence in the provision of God. So that your steps can be very well guided and you can know exactly what to do and what not to do if you have to walk in divine provision. Because divine provision is predictable. But if you don't have an understanding and you just walk in sporadic, unexpected provisions, there will be times when you have and sometimes you will lack. But when your understanding in divine provision is sharp, you will not understand a person who sometimes has, sometimes doesn't. Your story will be different. <laughs> That's why I'm telling you also, when you have an understanding of things, your humility must be high. Because you can look at a person who's giving a different testimony and say, how can you be a Christian and be experiencing that? Because even in the faith, our testimony is different. So what I want to do is to pull you to a place of very detailed understanding in how God provides for us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So that's just the introduction. We are done. I took time for those kinds of things. We'll continue next week. Praise God. I'm just preparing you. Let's start. Praise God.